entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome everyone to the Business Builder Show. My name is Marty Wolf and I am the host for the Business Builder Show and hopefully a, a lot of you folks already know that. And so so welcome back. My special guest with me today is Eric Rieger. Eric, thanks for joining me, man. It's uh, nice to see you and nice to hear from you. Marty, thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure to chat with you and uh, thanks for having me on the show. You bet. So a um, little background. Um, Eric and I met at Zingerman's in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, I can't even remember. Oh, Anise Cavanaugh, I think, was there with us that day. Is that correct, Eric? Yep, yep. She was doing uh, a little presentation on her IEP methodology, and uh, you and I struck up a conversation and uh, haven't stopped talking since. <laughs> that's correct. Well, that's the way networking is supposed to work. You know, you meet good folks and you start talking. So, um, Eric Rieger, um, let's start out this way. Uh, you tell me uh, who your company is and tell me what you do there briefly, and we'll get into how it started and all that, but kind of what is the company and what do you do there? Sure. Uh, the company is called Webit Services, and we have two divisions in the company. Uh, one is called SecureBit, and that provides uh, managed IT and managed security services, uh, dabbling in compliance now. Uh, shouldn't really say dabbling, but we're expanding yes. the compliance stuff. Um, and then we have a division called Upstream Impact. Uh, we do custom software development, application uh, integrations, and things like that, mostly for the nonprofit uh, industry or vertical market in that uh, in that division. Uh -huh. Working uh, primarily with small, mid-sized businesses, is that kind of your space? Yeah, 20 to 300 uh, employees is kind of the sweet spot right now. Um, so in, in the bigger organizations, it tends to be more of a co-manage. They have internal resources we're augmenting. Uh, yeah. The smaller side, we're like the outsourced IT department. Yeah. Well, Eric is the founder and CEO of this company. And am I saying it? Webit, right? Is that the way I should say it? You got okay. it. Webit Services. <laughs> it's W-E-B-I-T. So I kind of want to say Web IT, uh, which I guess that's what it means, I guess. So you run on a, a, prop, a platform or a business platform, I guess, called EOS. Tell everybody what EOS is and tell everybody why you like that. Sure. Uh, well, EOS is, it started with the book Traction by Gino Wickman. Um, I think it's probably 15 years ago now is, is when the book came out, the original book. Um, and it's really uh, kind of an operating system to run your business on. Um, there's six core tenants in there and, you know, you're really, you're trying to align service delivery with your, your values, putting the right people in the right seats. So it's kind of a machination of uh, things. You've heard some bits and pieces from Jim Collins and Good to Great. And, and, and so Gino put all this together in, in kind of an operating system to run your business on. And we just, prior to this call, uh, we had just finished what we call our, level, our weekly level 10 meeting. And you spend 90 minutes in this meeting and 60 minutes of it on our identifying, discussing, and solving problems in the business. So really putting a focus on the things that are holding you back or challenging the business um, and giving a platform for leadership to identify that. And we've 
push those meetings out to all the departments in the organization as well. So not only is leadership doing it, but at the departmental level, they're, they're uh, using this process to identify and solve problems every week. Why did you think that was needed and when did you think that was needed? Did you grow and, and uh, there was started complexity started to come in? How, how and why did you start it? Yeah, well, one of the one of the things in EOS is at the at the kind of the leadership level, there's two types of people. There's visionaries and there's integrators, and they couldn't be more different. So, uh, as a visionary, I've got a million crazy ideas a day, and if you're left unchecked, you will drive everybody in your organization crazy because the priorities are changing every 5 minutes. It's yeah. just how we're wired. Yeah. So the integrator's role is to is to you know uh, go through all those crazy ideas, find the one that's actually worth pursuing, and put like a process around when and how we're going to attack that idea. Um, so it really kind of helped me still stay in my zone of genius, but yeah. put parameters on it so that my crazy doesn't spill into the company and and drive people <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. I listened to a. An interview, or was from her book? I'm not sure. Brene Brown, and she was telling about this exact situation, and and she's hilarious. Of course, you know she's the uh, she's all about being vulnerable, and um, so she was really funny when she was talking about it. So let's go back to how it all started, and I and I see uh, I understand that your father had some wisdom to share with you when you were thinking about starting a business. Now let me, I want to read this exactly what your father suggested to you when you said, hey, dad, I think I want to go out on, a, uh, on my own. And he said, well, son, you have a credit card. Why not? I guess that's a good reason as any. So, so why did yeah, you do should... it? You had the credit card and you launched, right? Probably put an asterisk around that is don't necessarily follow in my footsteps as that may not be good <laughs> financial advice. I'm um, with you. The, the, the takeaway from, from that is um, my dad was like the one influence in my life that was as positive as you can get. So, you know, if, if you brought him a problem, he's, he's one of those people that would try to find a solution regardless of, you know, yeah. he, he only saw opportunity, not obstacles. Right. And so that was his way of, of going, well, you know, you need money to start a business. You have somebody else's money. Go ahead and do it. And so I did. <laughs> and, but we, we I kind of worked feeling, out. But not necessarily, we're not suggesting others do the same thing. I, I, I would yeah. assume that the road was a little bumpy for a little while. Uh, and uh, so what was that road looking look like at the very beginning? When did you get your first employee? When did you start to say, holy moly, I got a real business here? Uh, yesterday, no, the, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, um, the first, like after I had, had put my two weeks notice in where I was working and then the first day sitting in my home office, staring at the computer screen going, okay, this is, this is real. Um, we need to figure out a way to make some money. What are, what are we going to do? And at the time I had some people I was doing side IT work for, so, I mean, there was some, a, a tiny bit of money coming in that way, but it wasn't predictable. Um, so really trying to figure out 
you know, what I, where I was going to add value in the world. And then um, the company I worked for previously was a software development company. So I had written a few things for a, a client of theirs. And when I left, they refused to support it. So they called me up and said, you know, hey, your former employer is not going to, would you be willing to do this? And, you know, like every good business that has a business model, an idea client profile and a plan, I said yes, because I needed revenue. So that's that was the beginning of the bumpy ride period of just saying yes to anybody who had a check to offer, regardless of whether it was good value or not. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. So you went out on your own. There is usually a reason why people do that other than that saying, hey, you got a $5,000 credit limit, you know, there was probably a reason why you wanted to go out on your own. So tell me, uh, tell me, why did you do this? What caused you? What, uh, what, whatever, you get the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when, when I worked at previous places of employment, um, one of the motivations for moving on was usually I can do it better or there's, we're not treating people the way they need to be treated. We're not treating our customers the way they need to be treated. It was kind of a, I, I have a servant leader's mindset in that regard. Um, you know, that in order to, like money's never been the pursuit. It's money is the, the return for doing the right things for the right reasons for the right people. And I did not see us, you know, it was just getting worse and worse. And I, I had this moral conflict of I, I didn't want to be where I was and I can do it better. And so that was pretty much the business plan. The it was to be determined, but I knew it was going to be something in technology. So, but yeah, that, that the, the whole culture piece of it is, is critical because, you know, we spend a, a good chunk of our lives working. And if you're, you know, if you're, if you're tied to a bigger purpose, um, it's, it's not as much like work and so that was really the catalyst for me to get out and, and take a shot on my own. Yeah. Well, again, we met at Zingerman's a few months ago. And I, I, I liked you immediately. And we talked about shared values. And we talked about points of view of business and all those kinds of things. And I'm looking at your, uh, I'm looking at your uh, resume or whatever they would call it. Because from the Small Giants community, and you're speaking at that event, and that's in May, I think. And I'm looking at mm -hmm. your uh, description there. It says you are, you're the founder of this company, and it is a certified employee-owned, purple fo yeah, purple, people-focused IT strategy, service, and support company. Certified employee-owned company. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that an ESOP? Is that is, yes. is that what that means? Okay, and so go a little deeper on that. When and why did you decide to go that route? Uh, you're obviously people focused. Tell us, go deeper on that. Yeah. So as the business started to mature, um, I I wound up uh, getting several coaches and mentors over the course of our growth. And each one introduced me to some new concepts and things like that. And um, Doug Diamond, who's a business coach out of the Philadelphia area, uh, he was instrumental in bringing the concept of open book management into our business. So that's mm. Jack Stack, great game of business. Yep. Um, so we, we started to do that. And the reason I did that was I, I believe 
100% in my heart that if you know nobody's coming to work wanting to do a bad job. And if you teach them how business works and how the financial aspects of it, um, they'll do a better job. And for that, as a reward, you should share that with the people who are help creating the value. So a natural extension of that is as you start, your hair starts either falling out or turning the color mine is, uh, people start wondering how long you got, like what's, what's, you know, what's the end look like for you. And in our family, it was, they're carrying you out in a box. That's what the end looks like is there's, you're, you're working till the day you die. And one, one of my coaches was like, yeah, don't lead with that. That's not a really good recruiting tactic. People (laughs) want to know you have this figured out. So through the open book, that was when I was exposed to um, the employee ownership as a, a percentage of people who open their books wind up choosing that as, as an exit strategy. And it made total sense to me because who better than to take care of the business than the people who help build it and share that reward. And I'm, I've been given you know kind of maybe an unfair label of being anti-venture capitalist. Um, I, I will say that there's a vast majority of them who aren't values driven. So for those who are just all about the money, then yes, I am against that. But yes. there's a bigger root cause of this for me is there's a there's a big income inequality gap that just keeps getting bigger in the United States. And I looked at the vehicle I'd created here in Webit as I could either contribute to that gap by enriching myself when I left selling to private equity because that's that's what's dominating our industry right now. Yes. Or I could do take the harder road. Um, because it's, it, it, there's definitely some challenges with being employee owned in terms of you've got to be set it up correctly. You can't take on too much debt. You got to be profitable. Um, a lot of those things and Mm -hmm. you get less return than you would if you sold the private equity because the multiples are much higher in, in a private equity deal. So, but to me that connected to my purpose of, you know, if I truly want to be part of the solution of this employee or this income inequality gap, um, spreading the value of the shares of the business to the people who worked here would go a long way to, you know, putting a, a flag in the ground saying, okay, we're going to be part of the solution. Hmm. When did you first connect with small giants community? Maybe that was through Bo Burlingham. Maybe that was through the open book with Jack Stack and Bo and uh, a mutual friend of ours, Bo Burlingham, a former editor at Inc. Mm-hmm. Magazine. So when did that whole concept of being it? Well, define a small giant, first of all. And then why did sure. you like that community? What attracted you to that community? Sure. Well, uh, you know, part of the great game. So Bo helped Jack write great game of business. And then I met Bo in one of the conferences. Um, instantly loved the guy. I mean, he's... You know, I mean, he's a national treasure, so everybody should, yeah, get, if you get a chance to spend some time with Bo, definitely spend some time with Bo. But I'm a, I'm a pretty voracious reader. So, you know, reading the book, Small Giants, that was, you know, kind of the, that and the great game is where I met Ari from Zingerman's because they're in the book, Small Giants there. He was speaking at the conference, uh, got to be good friends with him and, you know, reading great, uh, reading Small Giants. Um, it just made sense. It's it's companies that want to focus on being great rather than big. And that just, 
you know, there's so many people talk about year over year growth and it's growth, 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 growth. And it's like, my question always comes back to why, why do you want to grow? What's so then what, you know, that's, that's the next one. Okay. Now you're going to get to be 500 million. Then what? And then you're going to be a billion. Then what? what? And why are you doing it? So this community, the small giants, uh, people are like-minded of, how about we focus on being great and delivering value? And if we do it at a small size, that's totally fine because it's a bigger impact if we do it that way as opposed to just being a behemoth that doesn't really benefit mankind. Yeah. So what's your website? Tell everybody your website. Uh, it is www.webit. That's W-E-B-I-T services.com. Webitservices.com. You can also find uh, Eric Rieger on LinkedIn. It's R-I-E-G-E-R, R-I-E-G-E-R, Eric's first name, founder and CEO. Um, small Giants community we're talking about it, so let's give, uh, let's give them a plug. Uh, I think it's smallgiants.org is the website, I think. I, I we, believe so, yes. I believe so. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, we do want to talk about them a little more today and we do want to uh, make sure people know about that i think part of the issue is eric that people simply don't know about things like small giants because they're inundated with private equity pitches all the time i have clients Mm -hmm. who, who get two three maybe more emails a week. Your business is worth a fortune. You should sell it in the next 90 days. We promise you, you're going to get 12 times, uh, multi, you know, on and on and on and on and on. So mm-hmm. I think, I'm, I think from my point of view, that there's not enough people that simply know about things like small giants. So you're presenting at that conference in May. And again, uh, it's, it's May. Yes. And I'll put the dates in the, uh, in the uh, show May, notes. May 7th. Yeah, May 7th through 9th, I believe, are the dates. In Detroit, Michigan. Excellent. I'll be there. I'm all booked up. I'm ready to go. You're presenting there. What are you going to talk about? Yeah, so the the theme there this year is enduring. And, you know, one one of the beautiful things about Small Giants is, you know, a lot of times you'll go to these conferences and, and it's just all success stories. And, and you can learn a lot from success, but you can also learn a lot more from failure or from challenges and obstacles. And so that's what we're going to talk about. I'm actually, uh, Bo is, is the one who's presenting our session. He, he'll be chatting with me. Um, and we're kind of going to go through, you know, the last probably five, six years of some of the obstacles. Um, we've had several leadership change things happen here. Um, we've mm-hmm. had, you know, in when you're in IT, you know, six every six months, it's a whole new game. AI is changing the game for, for everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. how do you endure yeah. this? The pandemic changed people in a way that we were not prepared for and never signed up for. So yeah. what, what motivates yeah. you to keep going, even though there's a lot of obstacles and there's a lot, of, lot more days that are not fun versus fun? That's really the theme. Yeah, there's a lot more days that aren't as fun as you think they are, especially when you start this business off, you know, you think everything's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. It's a little challenging, but it's rewarding. Let's make sure we tell everybody that oh, yeah. you and I do yeah. what we do for a reason. We know our why we're doing in, in a certain way. And, and, but 
I think that comes that's, from that's really the the theme of of my talk is like without the why I don't think I would have survived in this business is yeah. there's it's it, there's so much risk and there's so many challenges that if you don't have that north star guiding you um, yeah. there's it, like you said I get hit two to three times a day with private equity they found my home address they send me handwritten letters oh my goodness. I'm, and, yeah. and that was one of the first things that when Bo and I first started talking, um, our company, they used to do, um, Forbes magazine would do the 25 small giants every year. So they would, they would handpick from around the country, um, yeah. companies that identified this. So in 2019, we were one of the 25 that were selected. And in my conversation with Bo through the interview process, he's like, so let me get this straight. You've had people coming up to you that were offering several million dollars for your business and you could have been out and doing something else. And, and pretty much, you know, if you live comfortably if, or, or uh, moderately, you don't sure. really have to worry sure. if you got that kind of money. And I said, yeah. And he goes, and you turned it down. And I said, yep. Didn't even think about it. And he's, he just looked at me. And he's like, why? Why would you do that? He, you know, it's like that was part of the test is. And I'm like, because it never even crossed my mind to that being an option, because that's not what I started this business for. I mean, I what a what a fraud to, you know, say, okay, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. Here's a couple million dollars. Oh, I guess it was about the money. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense to me. But again, yeah. I, I and I don't begrudge anybody who does that. Like yeah. there are there are lifestyle businesses. You know, if you're upfront with people about what your intentions are. That's totally fine, but that's just not who I am and why we did this. And yeah. that's why I love that community so much because most of the people that come there, um, all of the people that come and stay, they're, they're like that. They want to make a dent in the universe like Steve Jobs used to say is like, how are you going to yeah. make a dent in the universe? And that's yeah. what we're trying to do is create this movement that makes a dent in the universe and helps people. Well, helps people, helps communities, because um, that's what it's about. Small giants, typically, you know, I mean, Zingerman's is a, a certainly a larger, quote-unquote, small giant, but that's basically what, oh, yeah. what they've done. And their new, and their new uh, perpetual purpose trust is so revolutionary, is so cool. It's, it blew my mind when I, when I first saw it and heard it and talked to him about it. It's, it's really revolutionary. Again, he's years down the road, you know, further than you are. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it, well. So, does that mean you should go broke or you shouldn't have any money? Yeah, I mean, how how are you suffering? Are you driving a Yugo back and forth to work, or <laughs> you look pretty no. healthy to me? You must be eating. Huh? I'm I'm do, I'm doing okay. I, I doing don't okay. Uh, I don't I don't I don't want for things. Um, I you know, again, first it it comes down to, I I think. I can only speak for myself. So there's, I'm not extremely materialistic. So those types of things don't matter. Um, my dad always used to say, if you got a roof over your head and three square meals a day and your health, I mean, you, yeah. you pretty much, you, you take a look at in the history of humankind, there have been probably about a hundred billion humans ever made, right? That in existence, there's about eight, eight or nine billion on the planet right now. The odds of you even being born yeah. are astronomical. You already won the lottery just by being here. And, you know, the the people who are pursuing material things, I think those are the ones that are the most unhappy. 
because you know, I know money can buy things and money can like, and certainly I'm a huge fan of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you look at the pyramid, sure. like sure. if you don't have these base needs taken care of, it's not going to be a fun existence. I don't, nothing down there I need. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for that enlightenment part where you're actually connected to a higher purpose and making a difference. That's where joy and that's where that sustaining, you know, sense of belonging comes from. That's what gets me yeah. going. As you know, because you deal with it every day, as I do, there are a lot of people who will say, are you out of your mind? <laughs> you've, you've heard that a million times, as I have, as I talk just about today. some of these things. <laughs> yeah, just to, and I have clients just who are today. in private equity. And I mean, part of my role with them is to say, are you sure you know this is what you want? You know, is this what you want? Uh, okay, this is what you plan for. Great. Take the million, take whatever it is, and then go do whatever you do. But the issue is, and this is, I'm going to my version of what you're saying, is that they don't know. What do you call, what did you say? What's next? What, what, yeah. what do you call? Yeah. What's then next? What? Yeah. Then yeah. what? As yeah. you know, what are you going to do? A lot of them don't. I mean, they yeah. just don't. And uh, it's pretty amazing. So uh, back on track here. Two-time Better Business Bureau Torch Award winner for ethics, 2019-2023. That, that has to be pretty neat. So, so uh, how did that happen? I mean, how did you? How did they know about that? And and talk to me about that whole ethics award. What what was that like? Yeah, I didn't. The first time that we. One, um, you know, there's a whole process you have to go through and they, they vet out your, you know, how you conduct business, how you treat people. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and and the, the things you have to write out and the documentation you have to provide, it was a pretty daunting process. Um, and the first year, I think, was 18 when we were nominated. We didn't win, but they, they came back and said, you know, you, you guys were you're right up there. And, you know, just kind of keep at it. And as you evolve your organization, just keep on the path. And then we won in 2019. And, you know, for us, there's like core tenants we live by. We don't allow commissions in the organization because commissions, again, this is just my philosophy. They allow an opportunity for somebody to put their needs ahead of the clients. And so when you when you're commission based and our industry is pretty much the, the, the quote unquote salespeople they're, they're commission-based. So that just opens a door to not saying it happens, not saying it's unethical, but it, it. the opportunity is there. It, it erodes trust. And then, you know, building the company to become employee-owned, you know, it's like we're, we're showing the world that, you know, we're not just talking. These aren't posters on walls. It's like these, these people have a vested interest in the outcome and they're going to do better for that you know, and if, if we do wrong, we're transparent about it. If we, if we screw something up, we admit it and we do our best to fix it as quickly as we can. Um, we're not unlike any other company that's had growing pains. Um, but it's the way you treat people when you're either when nobody's looking or when you screw up, that's really where your ethics come in. Yeah. And it's not about perfection. You're not going to be perfect. You're just striving to be better all the time. Your excellence, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I mean, I sometimes when I hear people saying, well, Marty, you want us to be perfect. No, I don't want you to be perfect, but I, I'd like for you to keep trying to notch it up every day and every way and, and, and trying to keep going uh, on the right track, if you will. 
Um, so here comes an unfair question. Um, I'm sure you can handle it. So if I were to hang up with you right now and I had to call two or three of your employees and I would say to them, ask them, what makes working at Webit Services so distinctive? What, why do you want to stay here? What's their work look like? What, would, what do you think they would say to me? Well, it depends on who you talk to on any given day, what their role is. Um, but I would think the, the majority of, of people are here because they want to be connected to a bigger purpose. And, and we talk about that purpose, the income inequality gap, all the time. Um, that's, that's my job here is, is to make sure um, I'm keeping the North Star lit. And sometimes when you're going through change, that can be challenging because people aren't really concerned about the distance they want to know today. And that's been an area where we've sometimes fallen on, you know, because like, again, I'm a 30,000 foot big picture. I need people to help remind me that, you know, okay, but we still have a day to deal with. Um, and, and that's where the transparency comes in. I, I think people like knowing where things stand having the open book, seeing that there's cash in the bank, no debt other than the ESOP note, which again, I didn't do a bank financing, I did seller, so I'm in complete control of that. Um, I, I think people appreciate that, especially people who have been at other companies and have experienced, you know, they've done yeah. great jobs and then they didn't get anything for it or they watched somebody else benefit from it. Um, especially in our industry, there's been a lot of people who have come from organizations that have sold the private equity and then people that they form bonds with in the you know in these small businesses now are set for life and they just have a job and they didn't get anything for helping that person get what they got yeah so we've talked about books uh, we've mentioned books several times open book management bo burlingham is an author uh, we would certainly recommend um mm -hmm. So is there anything on your nightstand now that you're reading or anything you can think of or any recommendation that you make for any of us? Uh, that's an unfair question, too, but go ahead. How much, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, narrow it down. I figured you wouldn't have an answer to that, so go ahead. <laughs> I've, well, because I've got uh, uh, 20, I think, or 205 books in my queue that I've bought that I want to read. But yeah, right now, my, my current listen, because I do every, I'm dyslexic, so everything's on Audible. Um, uh, Chip, Chip Connolly's been um, another one of those heroes of mine, because uh, you know, he did the, he was the hotelier, he owned the Schwa de Vivre Hotel, yeah. wrote about yep. Maslow and, and getting mojo for Maslow. So his new book is Learning to Love Midlife. So as someone who's in that stage now, because um, he has he has an organization called the Modern Elder Academy. And yeah. so that's something on my future list to look into of um, it, one of the things from his previous book. He talked about um, making the making the transition from sage on the stage to guide on the side. And it, it's wow. like I'm like, oh, I probably should dive into that a little more at some point um, yeah. as my hair continues to turn the color it's turning so that's that's the current one on the nightstand is the uh learning to love midlife yeah well we i know we could go on and on about the books um you know 
if some, somebody asks me, like, which one you're reading currently, I go, uh, I can't remember. I got a few of them going here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd have to think about that for a second. So, so let's wrap up uh, this way. Um, well, first of all, tell us your website again. Is that, the plus, is, is that where people should get a hold of you, too, through your website? Okay. Yeah, web, website or LinkedIn, either one. They okay. Everybody knows how to track me down. So, yeah, it's uh, www.webitservices.com. Okay. And I will put the Small Giants uh, website, the correct website in there, which I think is smallgiants.org, I think. And mm -hmm. I'll put information about that in case somebody is moved by our discussion today that they want to join. And they should come just to hear you speak with uh, alongside of Bo Burlingham. I will be there also. I'm looking forward to that. So um, I kind of want to wrap up this way because I want to talk about spirituality. Um, I think I'm okay talking to you about that. I, I think that's sure. part of your part of your shtick, if you will, your lifestyle, your thinking. You're a business person, so what does when I throw out the word spirituality, what does it mean to you? Why do you think it matters? Sure. Um, well, I was I was brought up religious. I was raised in a Lutheran slash Catholic household. My dad was Catholic. My mom was Lutheran. Um, so I had all that through growing up and I, I'm one of these curious questioning people. So, um, I'll leave the religious connotations out of it. Let's just say that I, I became more curious about the, the wonders of existence. Like, why are we here? What's the point? You know, I mean, you, and the older you get, you go through a lot of that. Like, you know, at some point the goal is your legacy, and so from a spirituality standpoint, um, I've, I've gotten in tune more like with Buddhist teachings and that type of, you know, again, it's the journey of enlightenment and, and I do a lot of meditation. I go on silent meditation retreats, um, you know, connecting this back to small giants, uh, Rob Dubay is one of my closest friends on the planet. And he wrote a book called do nothing. Uh, we go to Colorado uh, once a year and sit on the top of a mountain for a week and just sit in silence and try to reconnect yourself to purpose and your breathing and groundedness and being one with nature. So that's, that's really just, if you, and this is another thing Chip talks about in his book is taking awe breaks where you just stop what you're doing. And you just go outside and just, just immerse yourself in the wonder that, it, that, that the, the world and life is, and that will help you re kind of reconnect to like wanting to help other people because you're just like in awe of, you know, the fact that we're alive. So that was all over the place, but hopefully that no, gives that, you that an idea what goes on in my head. <laughs> Eric Rieger, uh, I'm so glad I met you. Um, uh, we've connected. We're going to continue to talk. I will see you in Detroit, so I'm looking forward to that. Is there anything that you want to wrap up with that I didn't ask you about that you want to tell us about yourself or your company before we leave this uh leave this interview anything else to wrap up with well i mean knowing knowing you and and the type of people you work with and the type of people you engage with um if anybody out there listening to this you know they're struggling in business or they have questions or you know it's it's a it, it can be a tough lonely road so you know that's what i love about community I'm always willing to lend an ear, a voice, uh, whatever people need. So if they want to reach out to me through LinkedIn or through our website, 
Um, I'm happy to give people time and, um, you know, I'm, there's things I've done incorrectly in my life. So if you can learn from my mistakes, I'm, I'm happy to be that, uh, uh, that guide as it were, so that you don't have to suffer some of the pains and trauma that I have. <laughs> yeah. So Eric Rieger, thank you so much for being a guest on the business builder show. So again, my name is Marty Wolf. So thank you so much for listening to the business builder show. I hope you can use this, uh, information that we shared with you today and i hope to see some of you or a lot of you at the small giants uh, community uh, which uh, meeting which is going to be in detroit in may so thank you so much eric appreciate it thanks for having me marty i appreciate and i appreciate you thank you for listening to the business builders show on the business builders media network find all our shows and many other great podcasts at businessbuildersmedia.com that's businessbuildersmedia.com